we could do a whole show on all of the books that I'm sitting on that I own right now that I have not read. We, I could just read the titles and it would take up 45 minutes. That's how behind I am on just crap that I just bought on a whim and there it sits. Too many comics. That's what I'm saying. Too many comics episode 127. Brooks, this for just one week, we have a ton of uh, crazy things that have happened this week, lots to talk about. I want to kick it off with where we left our dear listeners last week of anticipation of you meeting one Brian Kavon, a, a little uh, independent writer that some may not have heard of. It's been one week. Uh, okay, so let me just walk you through uh, the scene here. Okay, so... Uh, Brian K. Vaughn, Cliff Chang were signing volume one. That's the hardcover, uh, volume one of Paper Girls. And, you know, I was even told by the uh, front desk person of where I bought my book that expects a lot of crowds. And you probably saw the news this week, where there's also an Arctic blast came through the Northeast. Holy shit, it was cold. Oh, God. (laughs) Not. (laughs) But but, but not not at this. Luckily. So, spoiler alert, this was not so bad. But I get there and I, I manage to get off work early-ish. So you get to the place, and when they when you go to a, a signing at the Midtown Comics downtown, they make you stand in this alley because the store is only so big, and they let like people in, you know, fifty at a time. Let's let's say. And I was behind these stupidest girls who were just super loud. They were talking such doo doo the whole time, and every time the line would would move, they would not be ready. For it. You know what I'm saying? Like they would be, oh, 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 oh. So they would have to like stand up and, and grab all their shit and, and have. To, so me and people behind me would be like, can can you be ready for this? Can you be somewhat ready for the 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 crowd movement? Anyway, I finally get in, and um, I told you before that I have really good um, merchandise that I would like to have signed by at least Brian K. Vaughn and. I don't. I don't have it up here. I just don't. So I brought um, my hardcover, the Private Eye, and I brought obviously the Paper Girls hardcover. And then the only thing that I thought was even worth deep cut credit was uh, I had a trade of um, X Machina, which I think got credit in, in the in the line. Like oh oh wow. That's a, oh okay. I haven't seen a, this one in a while. Exactly. So then I get so that I get into the store and I'm talking to one of the uh, like attendants that's trying to keep the line from being too unruly per se. And uh, I, I mentioned to him the same sentiment, which is like, oh, man, I always get stuff back home. And he's like, uh, what What would you have brought instead? And I go, dude, I got Saga number one. And he goes, um, well, I'm sure if you're nice enough, uh, one of the clerks will uh, grab you one from the shelves. And I was like, would grab me what? And he goes, you know, volume one of Saga. I go, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> I, go, I, go, I go, issue one. He goes, oh, damn. I go, yeah, I know. I know. So and anyway, so I get get to the thing, and I the two guys couldn't have been nicer. I did feel some some amount of guilt for not having any Cliff Chang like like uh, you know. Remember when you? I, I don't know. <laughs> did he sign anything of yours? What, what did you have? Well, he when he signed my Paper Girls, but okay. other than that, you, you you could bring three things total. Three so you just total. Had one thing for him. Yeah, and then I had two extra things for BKV, which I mean he. Clearly, is the bigger star of the two. But this is true. He, anyway, I even tried to bust that I knew that like he'd done some uh, Robin Rising Omega covers. So, and that was just me, you know, 
faking. Googling. <laughs> Googling, hoping. <laughs> anyway, so I asked. So anyway, so um, I, I I feel like I got, I got some amount of credit for bringing uh, the, the the private eye to the table. Yeah, that was, and, that's, that was a good one. And I asked uh, Brian Kavon, uh, full name only. I go. Uh, so uh, well, first I said, really enjoying Paper Girls. A lot of twists and turns, and they both laughed. And I said, um, I'm really glad you collected Private Eyes. It's great reading. He goes, thank you so much. And I said, would you be collecting Barrier? And he said, we're talking about it. Okay, so that's news, I okay. guess. For this oh, show. breaking news, breaking news. Breaking news. And I then I go, I'll be sure to bust out my uh, high school Spanish handbook once more for that. <laughs> <laughs> And he kind of chuckled about that. So anyway, all told, you know, you you you, you get to the table and you, it's not that easy to, to just shoot the shit as if you're buddies because you don't want to sound like an asshole. And also, there's a line behind you and all this. But all, I mean, I feel like it was a, a decent exchange, you know, given given the opportunity. So there you go. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry you could have been there. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't mail you uh, issue number one. A damn thing. Yeah, you know, I have a feeling that he will be back to New York at some point, and we will make it happen. Well, I mean, I think him coming to New York is a bigger chance than you coming to New York. <laughs> Brent. Well, there will be a life goal of mine to have him sign that, so we'll make it happen. Okay. Maybe anyway. even during like a Comic-Con where Fiona happens to be there as well. Icing on the old cake. On the old cake But yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> then I'll put my kids through college. Yeah, and then of course we got Matthew Rosenberg is going to be signing. Uh, I want to say he's signing a Venom book, I believe, uh, this week. Um, but I'm kind of triple booked on that day, so we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, we already have his autograph anyway, so I, I have it on multiple stuff, dude. To be honest with you, TBH. So it's old news. It is old news. <laughs> okay. So what's what else is happening in the follow up? Uh, so you know, I mentioned we talked briefly last week uh, about our. Your former local shop here, my current still local shop, giving me the ring that I hadn't followed up in a while. I was hoping to break, somewhat break this news on the show, uh, simply just because I got their email notification that Coliseum of Comics, which is a, a chain of comic stores throughout Florida, was clearly going to be purchasing the two shops here, Superhero Beach and Superhero Hive. And, uh, you know, I just thought it was cool that a couple days after the fact, I see the whole thing on Bleeding Cool with a quote from Neil, and uh, you know they've made it big time. So but, it will now be Coliseum of Comics. I haven't been in since the purchase, so apparently some things have swapped around, and they've got new merch and more merch. So that that appears to be good news for them. But it was just it was just pretty cool to see the you know these two little shops on Bleeding Cool hitting my RSS feed. Uh, is that making it? That I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking in a way that makes me feel like it's not. I just, I, I don't know enough about business, business to be like, is it good to be bought by a bigger thing? I guess. Um, it seems as though, I mean, if you were iffy on the finances, uh, and uh, I would assume that's either the owner. So, so Neil, you know, maybe it was starting to struggle a little bit. It was starting to be too much, which could mean that you just shutter the whole thing. You know what I mean? So it appears they found someone to buy it. Uh, to, to run it, make it a little bit better, provide a little more resources. Uh, it says they're keeping the, the staff in place. Um, so, you know, that seems to be all good news. It's either you get tired and burned out and shut it down or find someone else to help you out. And it appears he has found someone else. Okay, well, uh, big ups to being part of the machine. 
<laughs> uh, the next uh, time I, I visit, I'll let you know what the what the changes have been. Yeah, I say if there's like a, a new system. Yeah, I need to know what's up. Yeah, I hope my points from their crazy point system carry over. That you'll never use. <laughs> I got to get that free Pepsi. I mean, I, I, although when I bought the Paper Girls hardcover, which is thirty five dollars by the way, which also is less than I thought. I mean, it's a big thick book, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, my uh, Midtown Comics points kicked in. It was only thirty. Ooh. So, all right, there you go. So, I mean, so that was one where I didn't even try. Just by virtue of giving my birthday, they were like, oh, well, you saved $5 today. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, what else? Uh, so we've got Thor Ragnarok had a thunderous $121 million opening stateside. Had a worldwide total of $427 million in that first first weekend. I did see an updated story that showed it uh, still doing very well in its second weekend. So this clears, clearly appears it's going to be the most successful Thor. It's you know, carrying the torch of Marvel, making a ton of money. So it's good to see that people will keep seeing these and they will keep making them. Well, okay. One day I will. Along the same lines, uh, it is now the highest grossing horror flick of all time. I mean, sure. I, I also did. It's shocking how little I see uh, at the cinema. I, I have not I seen have, it yet. I, and, you know, I, I got this one buddy uh, who uh, people in the audience, we're going to have a theme song soon. Okay. So this buddy of mine is a musician type. He hates everything. He saw it, and he's the only person I've talked to that was like, it was okay. I'm like, what the fuck? Everything, everybody else says it's supposed to be so good. <laughs> so that tells me it's supposed to be great anyway. Well, but, I will but, see it when it's on streaming probably. But also, but, but also, yeah, we're getting a theme song. That's, that's big news. This is, I was trying to slide it on by so that people could just be surprised by it one, one uh, episode. Well, I mean, we we have hit, I mean, like 20,000 downloads. That's a big deal. We're doing it, yeah. Making it happen. Do, doing of, the thing. <laughs> lots happening here. Uh, just, just just, the lines laying with lambs over here. 127 episodes and uh, some interviews, too. So you got to give us some credit at some point. And one day we'll get another interview, too. <laughs> so one I don't want to I don't want to go too in-depth into this because I, I know you have continued reading Astonishing X-Men. I will catch up to it at some point. Uh, but I had this in follow up just because uh, Avengers versus X Men was one of the, the sort of the basically the first thing that we sort of started buying together and, and reading and you know we got to be on the Marvel Live event asking a question we all know what happened to Professor X in that and it seems they've clarified quite a bit in Astonishing X Men of, of bringing him back are you caught up on that Yeah yeah of course I am uh, I mean I, I, and to me this article was needless uh, I mean the whole idea was. Cyclops brutally murders Professor X, which I guess it's been like years ago. I forget that like ABX. God, just time flies when you're having no fun. <laughs> um, that uh, essentially once once that happened, the Shadow King was waiting in the wings and has been holding Professor X's psyche and you know some type of jail ever since. That's the main. Which you get if you read the book. Like I said, you don't need to have this article to put that into into words, but that's what's been happening. Is that I'm sorry to be so anticlimactic about it, but that that's what it is. Okay, sounds good to me. I'm just pointing okay. it out that these were big happenings in the main, and it's clear because of these types of things. And if you said many a times that you have found that this is the one X book you should be reading if you're reading one X book, yeah, still the case. I, I, I absolutely. I mean, tr- listen, you know me well enough to know that I am a big X Men fan, and I have dumped them all except for this one. That says a lot. 
I'm serious, dude. <laughs> this week's reads. <laughs> Port of Earth. Port of Earth, number one. This is, imagine if aliens came to Earth not in war or peace, but with a business deal. Open up a spaceport here on Earth in exchange for advanced technology. When our alien visitors break port restrictions and wreak havoc in our cities, it fails. It falls to the newly formed Earth security agents to hunt down and safely deport the dangerous rogue aliens back to the Port of Earth. A gritty sci-fi action thriller from new comic book writer Zach Kaplan and Andrea Muddy. And this is out of Image, courtesy of Top Cow. Well, I mean, that pretty much sums it up right there, right? The description. That's it. That's um, what's happening. I mean, I, I thought it was okay. I mean, again, I, I, I feel like that description was just it had stolen on my thunder. We got this situation where it's not – I think it's 2020, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, aliens arrive and we're all terrified and it's more of like a – we just want to be able to like, you know, come through from time to time and use your water to – you know, power our stuff. Is that okay? And they have like sort of a, a no-fly rule where we'll keep it. You know, we'll, we'll we'll stay off the land, and also humans of Earth never really need to be involved in the actual exchange. We'll just kind of keep to ourselves, and then shit goes left. And next thing you know, it's not quite as friendly as it used to be. That's that's all we get, really. That's it. So they did. I feel a good job. They they sped through a lot of backstory to get to the main. What appears to be what's going to be a main story of, of these two characters, Mac and uh, the other name is Cheese. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> escaping me at the moment. But the two main guys that we're going to be following here, at least on the onset, they storm through quite a bit of, you know, we we used to look up at the stars, and then they finally arrived, and then they instantly made a business deal, and then we had three ships, and then seven ships, and then three thousand ships, and then all of a sudden a few aliens killed some people, and we formed this agency. Like we went through a lot of backstory. And probably 15 pages or so. And, you know, I feel like they did a pretty good job of that. Like, you, we, we've talked to, about quite a bit of, of books that in this first issue doesn't lay out what the hell is actually going on. And I feel like this book could have easily done that to like the others have. But, you know, they, they took the time to run through at least quickly of how we got to where we are. You know, the importance isn't how we got to where we are. You just need to know that we got here. This is how we don't need to spend a lot of time on it. The main story starts now. I feel like they did a pretty good job of that. But one, but one thing I did not seem to uh, really care for with the book was a lot of the art. There were like some of the, some of the um, dialogue that was extremely hard to read. Did you come across this at all? No, I actually, no, uh, I, like <laughs> I, I liked Darren. Okay. I thought it was all right. Uh, see, I, 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 I did. There were some like when the, when the aliens started killing people and I don't know if it's the, if it's coming from the news. Yeah. It's like coming from the newscaster or the, whoever's talking to us in that moment. And it was difficult unless you, unless you went in and actually did the, the panel by panel, at least on an, on an iPad. And I don't know how that plays out in print. It, it, I assume is much easier. Um, but just made it a little difficult, a little strenuous to get through, um, and that that was mainly the gripe. I mean, just the just the way the dialogue dialogue was. I mean, I think the coloring is cool because it's a lot of black and white, but some slight color mixed in. Like I, I I'm liking the vibe that they've got going on. I think the story could be cool, and I would uh, I think I would give this a second issue to see what these two are going to come across. And I'm again thankful that they skipped over a lot of the nonsense to to give us that backstory. Okay, so my first question is: I'm surprised. That's not even quite. This is a statement. You would be you would be complaining about the, not the panel by panel thing. Isn't that all you do? Not always. You read stuff as if it's a page. 
sometimes, sometimes I'll pinch and zoom in. Sometimes I do panel by panel. Um, I have it set too when I'm doing panel by panel that I see the page first sometimes and then it goes in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you get the full shot so that you see the art as it's laid out on the page and then you go into panel by panel. Do you have that setting set? I do not set that. I okay, I always read it on public transportation, so I, I have no need for full page. Okay. Do you see? Uh, me on vacation. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure if I would stick around for issue two. I, I thought I thought it was perfectly adequate. By the way, as I do this, can you quickly see what the reviewers are saying? I, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was solid. Solid B. Solid B all the way around. Solid B is fair, yeah. But I mean, I think I would give it a solid B. It's got based on 16 critics, a 7.5, but an 8.3 user rating. Solid B. That's passing grade. Passing grade. There you go. You're uh, not quite cum laude, but you're having a good time. (laughs) But you're having a good time. Okay, well, that's fine. Um, What about what's happening for next week? Next week, we've got Fence number one. This is novelist C.S. Picot and fan favorite artist Johanna the Mad team up for a new series perfect for fans of Check, Please and Yuri on Ice. Stuff I don't know. Yeah, 16-year-old Nicholas Cox is an outsider to the competitive fencing world. Filled with raw talent but lacking proper training, he signs up for a competition that puts him head-to-head with fencing prodigy Seihi Katayama and on the road to the elite all-boys school King's Row. A chance at a real team and a place to belong awaits him if he can make the cut. First of all, Alex Trebek's job is safe from you with these accents that you do. (laughs) But uh, uh, I just – when they say stuff like fan-favorite artist – don't know them yeah. from books that people like don't know those either so but 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 i helped you pick this one so we'll see what happens i'm judging books solely by the covers and i think the art looks cool on this by the cover by these one few pictures we have of the characters um on board well i mean it's a fan favorite yeah <laughs> from a big time novelist <laughs> from crying out loud yeah geez louise well that's fine um you know uh it sounds like it's going to be more in like the vein of the young adult stuff that we've been, you know, kind of feeling here and there. So that's good. Which is fine. All right, then. What else should we do this week? So I got to, I'll go backwards here. So I did, I went back and bought Crosswind number five after you had mentioned it last uh, episode. Bought that and read up. Is this only going to be a six issue miniseries? It has to be. Okay. It has to be, right? But then it got. Didn't we have the news that it got picked up for a movie or something? Uh, I or, think you're making at you. Uh, I'm fairly I feel like. certain that Crosswind. Oh, no. All right. Well, I'm going to research that as okay. we talk. Okay. Yep. okay. So, uh, sci-fi. Sci-fi picked it up. For what? A miniseries or a series? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to read while we're on the air. But no, it got picked up for something. Right. Anyways. No. All right. They all, they all, they all do. <laughs> it, okay. it very much at least appears that those going to be a six-issue type thing. It says next and end to things as they are. So, you know, I guess you could, since we're given a little bit more backstory in this issue about, you know, who made this happen and why, uh, you know, I think you could take, finish up this story and then... You know, they could easily do two other crisscross two other people and tell some more stories if there's people out there that, that do this sort of thing. But um, anyways, this was I mean, the, and this was good. I mean, this is a fantastic book. I appreciated finally get some getting some revelations into who made this happen and why. So that that backstory was good. And uh, I'm excited to finally see the ending of this, assuming it's the end. Me too. I feel like at the very least, given what I just learned, it'll be like the end with like question marks. The end? 
but I think that this has been an overall extraordinarily solid outing. The writing's been good. The art has been fantastic. <clears throat> Excuse me. They oh. give you these. They give you these like pages at the end that sort of like, sort of sort of show the production of the book. All works for me. Love I like it. it. Um, out of DC, Mr. Miracle number four. Obviously, Tom King's big time deal that he's got going on. This has been. This was my favorite issue of the four thus far. Um, lots going on here. We got the trial going on in the room. Just the mannerisms of him sitting down, Big Barda and the other two squeezed on that couch. They got the veggie tray that, you know, the, those little nuances are what sort of made vision so great. Um, yeah. and you can finally see that come through in this and, you know, pushes the story along, learn a little bit more of things. Um, you know, fully was already on board, but this, this issue really hit it home for me. I like it. I think you're you're right. Uh, though I continue to struggle with what is this book about again, but it, it, there's subtleties like that where it's it's got these very like you know wink blink nod type moments, humorous moments in a book that is otherwise pretty heavy. Um, there's that word again, heavy. Mm-hmm. That's a Back to the Future reference. But uh, I still think it's good. Still like it. And I will be there for the long haul. We've got eight books left of this one. So, you know, I'm there. Yeah, hope it goes slowly. Ignorant as I as I may feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Jones, number 14. This is the next issue in The Purple Man, Kilgrave making his return. Uh, a really tense scene here where he consumes uh, Jessica Jones's daughter and is talking to her through her. Um, you know, Jessica weighing the options of, does she fight him out of there? Does she, uh, all sorts of those types of things of letting, letting her daughter beat her up, these types of things. Um, very tense, very cool situation. She continues on to talk with Luke a little bit, um, put her daughter into safety courtesy of Carol Danvers and start to formulate a plan as to how she's going to deal with this. Slow played a little bit after that after that scene, but you know, Kilgrave is is has turned out to be an awesome character that you know I, I only knew a little bit about from his first appearance with Jessica, and then obviously the TV show. Um, and I'm excited that he's finally back in the fold in this book because this book has been good thus far. Well, I'm way behind, uh, so I appreciate only a few spoilers there, but it sounds exciting. I'll be there in like uh, four weeks. <laughs> and lastly, uh, Runaways number three. So we we pick up the team getting getting the old band back together as Chase, Old Lace, Gert, and Nico stop by to pick up Carolina. Carolina and um, is that yeah. even saying it all this time? I always say Carolina in my Carolina? head. Carolina, yeah, that's what know. I that's what that's what I say. It's either way, either way, it was good. Either way. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they go and convince her to join up, and they start making plans to go get Molly. I won't reveal how their conversation with Carolina Lina went, but this is still fantastic. This, uh, I'm so happy to see the gang getting back together. I'm so happy that it's being played out issue by issue. Each character is sort of given their own, their own full issue to react to, you know, the new surroundings of Gert being back and what the hell is actually going on. Uh, so I'm, I'm loving what they're doing thus far. Uh, I can't wait to see it pick up. And uh, I'm just hoping that, the, sh- the TV shows is, is a success, which means that this book would stay around for longer than it might otherwise. Yeah, I, I said it the other week. I'll say it again. Um, whereas you and I feel very dumb when we read Mr. Miracle, in this one, it, it's not written for new people. 
but I feel very at home here because I do know all the history and backstory and all the shenanigans that led up to this point. So I'm happy with this book big time. You wouldn't even know that there's been a sort of a creative team shift, but for the art, of course, I like it very much. And it's a good slow play. And what else did you get to? That's it, dude. I'm right there with you. I mean, there's been a couple things that came through uh, Comicsology Unlimited. Uh, I've got caught up on um, Generation X and uh, the Jean Grey solo book because they were free. Uh, but I know why I stopped paying for them, having read them for free. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. That's it. Sorry. Are you now being charged for Comicsology Unlimited? I don't. No, <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume so. I'm going to assume so. And in fact, I was talking with a buddy of mine uh, who is much more virtuous than me and you put together because the other week I was out somewhere and clearly they did not charge us for all the stuff on the tab. And I made a joke that was like, if you had been there, you'd been like, sir, sir, uh, you, you did not charge us for this other shit. Um I kind of feel the same way. I'm like, I'm not going to say a damn thing until somebody pings me. That's yeah, where I am. I, I certainly am now being charged the five ninety nine. But now that I am, I can fully with confidence say that I was not charged for probably the better part of a year. So I don't know if I hit some like early promotion and didn't realize it or they just forgot <laughs> to start billing me. The old never charge for your promotion. Love that one. <laughs> <laughs> Love that one. <laughs> You think with you know being owned by Amazon, they'd have their shit together, but well, because we're we are merely a minnow in the pond. I mean, what the hell do they care yeah. about me? In fact, they should they should include this as part of our Prime subscription. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I log in with my Prime. Yeah, that would be a way to get some more people through the door. Just uh, free ideas here. Yeah, I, I keep getting a little kickers about two free audio books this month. Uh, I'm like, it's not going to happen. But, <laughs> but, but yes, they all seem to be owned by the same thing. By the way, I didn't see this in the notes. If I could just quickly touch on this, it, did I? Did I not? Did I not? Um, the whole Disney Fox thing could that be a thing that would finally merge the X Men with the rest? Yeah, of Yeah, it is first up in the weekly news. So you know, okay, kudos well, to you for not reading but having the foresight to. Uh... I see what's happening here uh, all this all is fantastic for i don't care about them nobody does so yeah let's lay the land here anyone that cares has probably seen this but fox warner brothers fox is you know it seems as though they're trying to double down on sports and other things and sort of distance itself from doing a lot of the other stuff that it was doing which includes such things as the marvel movies that fox does uh, which means, obviously, that Disney has put in bids to try and reacquire the Fox movie assets, which would include the likes of Fantastic Four, X-Men, Wolverine, um, Deadpool, you know, all, all the stuff that Fox has been doing and has accounted for. Um, from what I was reading, though, this would not include TV rights because apparently you cannot own, like, the rights to more than one um, cable company, which obviously DC uh, Disney is is already ABC. So they I could can't not handle ABC this. Fox. Yeah, it's I, it's weird. So I, I, we're only talking I movie can't. stuff. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it. It was you know, it, clear. It was almost dead at one point, but now apparently it's not dead. So it it may just happen. I mean, I think I speak for dozens of people when I say, if you all do it, uh, I'll show up to the theater. I'll be there. Yes, I will of be. Course. I will be foaming at the mouth over the. The 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 latest and greatest could we possibly get Wolverine on this probably new Wolverine on the same screen as 
Iron Man with his mask closed. Because <laughs> 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 it was I wouldn't be Robert Downey Jr. either. <laughs> Avengers Sorry. versus X-Men. That would be something. I, but I just feel like <sighs> we'll be old and gray by then. But we'll still be there showing up. I don't care if our children get to see this. <laughs> Listen, I told you when I saw uh, Blade, the new Blade Runner in the theaters, it was the most old people I have ever seen in movie theater ever. It's people that went probably on their first date to the original Blade Runner and were just waiting decades <laughs> for this sequel to come out. That's going to be us, buddy. That's us. I don't want to be that. <laughs> well, at that point, you wouldn't have to go to a movie theater anymore. We'll be able to virtual, watch it in virtual reality together from wherever we are. That's good. Virtually, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be virtually excited. Um, continue on things that I know that you very much enjoy. So, Deadly Class is a favorite book of yours that is uh, currently going on and was picked up by Sci-Fi as a TV show. And I'm not sure if you've gotten a chance to read through this yet, but Benedict but Wong, Henry Rollins, and more fill the cast. Who's Henry, Roll- Henry Rollins playing in this? Remind me. Ooh, Benedict Wong is Master Lin. Benjamin Wadsworth is Marcus. Lana Candor will play the role of Saya. That would be Jubilee. Seeing Henry Rollins' part. That's why I got confused. Okay, so that's something. I'm trying to think who he would play as someone that reads that book, and I'm current in it. I don't recall a 50-ish year old man in there. Hmm. So, so you know, fuck me running. Okay, so that's something. But I will still be watching. I, mean, I wish it was going to be on a uh, Netflix Hulu type thing where we could see some legit nudity and violence. But you know, I guess sci-fi is okay. Sci-fi doesn't do that kind of stuff nowadays. I don't think you can see like tits and stuff. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> it's so hard to tell anymore. I mean, you you get like some random show on TBS or USA that like starts to blur the line or AMC, and I just don't know where sci-fi falls into that. That's see, that's the, see, that's the thing. Okay, so then I, there was that show called Feud that had um, – and also American Horror Story, both of those. What's channel? Is that FX? FX. Okay, they definitely say fuck for sure a lot. Oh, yeah. But then I, but then I saw on AMC that Walking Dead gets to say fuck twice a season. So I'm not sure what I, – I don't – I mean I, I'm sorry to complain, but I don't – so I don't understand the rules is all I'm saying. I don't know. Jermaine, to not knowing about like movie characters getting to double team, movie TV type things. So, who knows in this also, economy? As you were talking, recurring roles include Rollins as Jurgen Denka. I got nothing on that. I don't know who that is. I'm not up to date. Oh, you know what? This is also not, not notes, but let me just hit this real quick. Inhumans, it's over. i did watch the last episode on friday it's over it's gotta it's uh you know it was it was open but it's over there's no way that shit's coming back i watched it was it any good it was fine it was it was a fine show given again that was part of my cable package i'm not going to complain i'm not going to kick it out of bed for eating crackers but you know it wasn't that awesome either all right. Well, someday I look for I look forward to watching and discussing it. Okay, I'm sure you won't, but that's fine. It, someday I said. Um, someday I also will watch the Umbrella Academy series at Netflix, which will now star Ellen Page, who has last seen by nerds as um, what's her face, Kitty Pride in the X Men films. She's, she's been seen since then. I said to us nerd to nerd peeps, what else is she in that nerds would love? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I need to think about it. Was, was Juno after that? 
I think it was. X-Men Days of Future Past in 2014. When was Juno? She's also done Into the Forest, My Life as a Zucchini, My Days of... See, I'm talking nerd stuff here. When was Juno? Juno was 2007. Oh, wow. Really? That was that far apart? No. When was Days of Future Past again? She was X-Men oh, Last Stand right. 06, oh, Days of Future that, Past that, 2014. That's right. Okay, okay. I was confusing Days of Future Past with um, The Last, Last Stand. Stand. Okay, so okay. saw saw. Sorry, hang me out to dry. Either way, good choice. It'll be nice to see her again. And, and as the, the Lion, yeah, I can't wait to see this series come to life. Me too. At Netflix I'm... with curse words and whatever else they want to do. Tits and ass, mm-hmm. please. Sex, which I don't recall in that book so much, but you know, certainly violence, which I need. <laughs> on my screens jesus okay so uh mark miller teases kick ass and hit girl movie yeah that's he's getting a press release together for something about kick ass and hit girl news next week which would be this week so potentially as a follow-up in the next show we'll know a little bit more about this but he apparently has something else in the works We, we of course have seen kick ass one and two i would imagine that chloe grace moretz and those other people probably aren't no involved anymore so who knows what he has planned she she played a great hit girl and you know it would suck to see it sort of redone but you know mark miller's all about that money that's true i i'm more curious about happy let's let's get through that first before we start bragging about expansions yeah it's coming soon we've also got uh amazon orders a live action of the boys adaptation which i have not read but i know a lot of people like Uh, you have not read this nothing no this is garthiness right yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I may have read like the first trade as it, because it was free on Comicsology at some point through the years. Um, but yeah, I, a, I have not read the whole entire run. This is a raunchy book. I'm oh, yeah. not sure if I, I'm not sure if I'm into this, but you know. So but Amazon I, picks but it up. I, okay, good stuff. More comic TV shows, and I will parlay these two together because this was probably the biggest comic news of the week and that Brian Michael Bendis has signed an exclusive deal at DC uh, to which when I shared you were shared with you the news he said that you will no longer be reading his stuff I'm not gonna I just there's too many comics that's what I'm saying so how could I possibly I mean as, as much as a, as a fan as I am which is sounds like a Dr. Seuss thing to say um, of Brian Michael Bendis he's a great writer he's done some great things over at Marvel I don't have the time or the money to go watch and reinvent Superman can't do it sorry I, I, I can't do it. Can't do it. But you know what, though? I'm certain he's getting paid a shit pile of money for it. So capitalism be damned. Go for it, buddy. And, you know, had he – you obviously have more history with, with he and, and Marvel than I do. Had he sort of – I mean, I hate to say it because it sounds like a bad thing, but run his course with at Marvel? I mean, he – he wasn't sort of so. doing like the the big like the bigger books. N- n- re- most recently, have been like a Nick Spencer, um, some of these other other newer people. Whereas he's been doing and doing a great job of Defenders, Jessica Jones. Uh, even though he hasn't been doing bigger stuff. See, I think that when you get to a certain level, that's your luxury. You can say, I don't want to write the summer blockbuster books. I want to be like paid a lot of money to be umbrella style over here and i want to write the books that i want to write that's the that's the role that i thought he was chasing at this point right like to your point jessica jones defenders those are not marquee books necessarily but i feel like he got he gets uh kind of carte blanche to make them exceptional books and so Which it's kind of crappy yeah, we, absolutely so it sucks that he's not going to be uh doing that anymore 
because I, I don't think anybody I mean I'm, I'm gonna regret this maybe later but I can't think of anybody that comes close to being as you know really good at doing what he does so to you know on that line to give him props for you know his his history of work at, at Marvel bleeding cool put together a six great moments in Brian Bendis history what and do we got so we've got not like this Hawkeye dies in Avengers disassembled Okay. Bendis brings Angela into the Marvel Universe. Yeah. That that Jessica Jones, Luke Cage butt sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> no more mutants. That's huge. And uh, we've got Jean Grey uses psychic powers to out Iceman as gay. Uh, I forgot that he did that. And okay. then Black Panther trips down flight of stairs and dies in Age of Ultron. Bad. That would be news to me. Mm-hmm. I, did <laughs> I did not know that happened. Uh, I'm new to comics. And obviously, the biggest one there is no more mutants, right? I would say that. I mean, that that had lasting repercussions for like ten years. So yeah. So he's his his path at Marvel will be well known for quite some time. And this, uh, people, I mean, can, can we quickly freestyle what I think? Like, what's uh, it? It's just like when um. Who the fuck killed Giant Man and disassembled? Remember that? That was big deal. Oh yeah, like fake Thor. Or was it fake Thor that did it? Somebody did it and just rocked that guy. That was no good. Disassembled was was pretty great. I think. I mean, oh, all the way around. Well, oh, for certain. Disassembled uh, was, House of M. What type? Uh, what? Choke, uh, bringing back the original five <laughs> X Men. That's large and in charge. So you're saying this list wasn't good? No, I. That's uh, fine. <laughs> falling on the falling on the stairs. I mean, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Um, so they they were also talking about you know what happens to his his other books that were at is it Marvel's Icon is it the the yeah. imprint they have. So he's got Powers, yeah. Brilliant, Scarlet, yeah. Takio, yeah. United States of Murder Inc. What's going to yeah. happen with those? Will they find a new home? Uh, they have been pulled from Kindle and Comicsology um, as currently constructed. Uh, so you know they're just. What possibility? Where would they land? Um, you know, would the, would some go to Image? Other possibilities: Dark Horse and Oni Press. Mark Miller's doing some sort of Netflix comics thing where he started pushing out stuff through them. Uh, anyways, you know, keep your eye out on what what Bendis may have cooking there. But those books of his, aside from Powers, like I had, I had started to read Takio at one point. I read the first few of United States of Murder. It seemed like an issue would come out, and then seven months later, another one would come out because he was clearly busy, and he's clearly going to be busy at DC with yeah. whatever they're paying him to do, whatever he's going to do. Um, so I would just keep your eye on wherever those land, but I wouldn't anticipate a lot of new stuff for a while. Well, there you go. Also, in that same vein, a uh, word on the rumor mill is that Jonathan Hickman has been offered a humongous deal by DC as well. So DC is uh, trying to take over. All the biggest names. They'd already pulled Tom King over after his after his vision run. Now they've got Bendis going after Hickman. It, it, does this strategy work for them? Does it? Are you a big enough Hickman fan to clearly not a big enough Bendis fan to jump ship and read anything? I mean, the answer is uh, no. I'm not. It, it would be one thing if they went over there and like started making some pocketbooks. Pocket that sounds like making purses. Books <laughs> <laughs> that were not necessarily like Green Lantern. And I just don't know enough. I don't and those books are so old. Yeah. 50, see, I, I don't I don't have I don't have it. But, you know, there are certainly very talented writers. I just 
like I would have a hard enough time starting up with Avengers, who I don't read that frequently, much less, you know, the Teen Titans, which I have absolutely nothing on. Right. You understand? So. But big news for DC for anyone out there that's a DC fan. I, I'm kudos to you. You're going to have some well written books uh, very soon. I, I wonder, like, if you're a DC fan and you're not a Marvel fan, if you're like, who? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So it's possible. Great. Well, you know. Anyway. So we we've got word uh, for director Ryan Johnson. Star Wars: The Last Jedi was just the beginning of his journey in a galaxy far, far away. He, it's been announced that he will create a brand new Star Wars trilogy uh, after. Don't, don't do it. Why? Don't do it. I know, I know why you're doing it, money, but nope. No. Um, why would you not want to? Because I just feel like enough. I mean, we're going nine movies in plus the couple of you know uh, spinoffs they're doing, which I did enjoy Rogue One as much as anybody could. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't so are know. you saying in general you wish that they would stop and just not make a whole new trilogy? I, I just feel like that's awfully ambitious given that we have not even finished this trilogy. Okay. Let, let's let's see what happens. All right. Okay. They're not going to so, slow down, so sorry. I know. I, I know. <laughs> I'll and, listen, and, and, yet though, and I'll, be, I'll be with my walker at the <laughs> Star Wars 17. I, I'm, I'm talking big, big stuff, and it's not going to happen. So the last bit of big news since we last talked, there's been a ton happening in Hollywood around sexual harassment, lots of big names coming up. Um, I won't go in in depth about it, but one being Brett Ratner, who, uh, you know, many people know with his involvement in superhero movies. He had, has had quite a role in Warner brothers and pushing a lot of their stuff recently, including wonder woman, uh, which has now Gal Gadot has come out and said that, she will only be in Wonder Woman again if Brett Ratner is out. And this is kudos to her for doing this. I was reading that, you know, much, much unlike the Robert Downey Jr.'s and the Ben Affleck's and the Henry Cables of the world, she was not signed to a super long movie deal to appear in all these flicks, probably because they were afraid that Wonder Woman wouldn't do well. Uh, yeah. But it turned out she killed the role. It was a smash hit. Clearly, they want a green, green light as many as they can make with her. They want her. She's obviously in justice league is, you know, killing it and press. And here she is taking a stand saying, get this, get this creepo out of here. And I don't want him profiting off of wonder woman. So, you know, we don't need to go too in depth into the thoughts of this. Cause it's just a nerd comic show, but I say kudos to her. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta be careful how much I joke about what's happening in Hollywood, but, uh, yeah, keep it in your pants. Yeah. Right out loud. But, yeah. In fact, <laughs> just just re, know the know your audience, read the room. In fact, you know, I'm sure we you saw Louis C.K. is the I, I would say the latest, but not by the time this thing airs, is the latest person to be swept up in this whole thing. And I the the only salient point I got from his you know apology was that at least he asked first. That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you see this? Yeah. Oh Lord. So I don't know. It's a it's a weird time to be, to be, you know. Well, uh, the gal, the women are fighting back, and if you want to hit them where it hurts the most, it is their wallet. So she's making that happen. Yeah, get it, girl. Make it happen, uh, and I yeah. will gladly purchase upfront tickets for Wonder Woman too if you are in it. Yes. You mean me or her? Uh, uh, her, not you. What if I was in it? I mean that'd be pretty cool too, but I really want her. <laughs> I really want her to be in it. 
<laughs> Who are you playing? Okay. <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> lots of big news this week. A little bit of a longer show than normal. We've got some stuff in the works, though, so, st- so stick with us over these next few months. We've got ideas cooking. Things are happening. TooManyComics.com. Find us online at TooManyComics with the number two. We're on Facebook. Uh, our regular accounts are everywhere. Uh, hit us up and talk some comics.